Federal regulators recently issued guidance in the form of frequently asked questions related to the transmission of patients' protected health information via health applications and application programming interfaces and the various scenarios of when a covered entity or vendor bears liability under HIPAA for breaches. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with privacy attorney Adam Green of the law firm Davis Wright Tremaine about what healthcare entities and app vendors need to know about this latest guidance. So Adam, the Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights issued guidance, or FAQs, about the various scenarios involving the transmission of patients' electronic PHI via software applications. What are the key takeaways about who's responsible under HIPAA when a patient receives or sends PHI via an app and then there's a breach? So the real key takeaway is something that's not particularly new, which is if the breach occurs by a business associate, it's your breach, versus if the breach occurs from someone else after you've permissibly disclosed protected health information, you're not responsible for it. So we've already had guidance in the past on the OCR developer website, for example, that talks about under what circumstances an app is a business associate versus under what circumstances a app developer is really acting on behalf of the individual and is not subject to HIPAA. And so this is really an expansion of that using API terms in particular, since API is really the the trend of the moment with respect to um, EHR certification requirements requiring APIs and then rulemaking, expanding the use of APIs. And so this is really just taking kind of prior guidance and just putting it in a new form, making it more readily available by having it amongst the frequently asked questions, and just putting to rest any continuing concerns that if a patient has you transmit their information, you being a covered entity, to an app of their choice, then that's generally not going to be your breach if something goes wrong after that, once again, unless that app developer is acting on your behalf. So, Adam, with that said, what are the top scenarios that covered entities, business associates, EHR, and app vendors need to keep in mind in terms of their liability under HIPAA when there is PHR that's transmitted to a patient through an app? So they really need to look closely at what is the relationship between the covered entity or even a business associate like an EHR provider and the app developer. Specifically, is the app developer acting on behalf of the covered entity or the other business associate? I like to think of it as, is there a breach of contract, for example, if the app developer, for some reason, does not provide the app to one of the covered entity or business associates, patients, or plan members? So if a covered entity goes out and hires or just enters into some sort of contract with an app developer to make that app available to its population, that, especially if there'd be a breach of contract, for example, if for some reason the app developer refused to do so in an instance, that suggests that the app developer is acting on behalf of the covered entity and that HIPAA is going to apply and that a breach by the app developer would potentially 
be a breach that goes up to the covered entity. Now, in contrast, if there's no relationship between the covered entity and the app developer, other than that there is an API interface, or if the relationship is merely that they have agreed to transmit in information independently, so you know there's maybe some sort of data use agreement, something that sets the rules of the road, but neither party is acting on the other party's behalf, then this just confirms that that is not a business associate relationship under HIPAA. And so whenever you're doing contract terms between a covered entity and an app developer, you want to be really sensitive as to you know what is the nature of that contract? Are you creating a relationship where one is acting on behalf of the other? Because that's going to really dictate whether you need a business associate agreement in place and what the potential HIPAA liability is going to be. So, Adam, if a covered entity, not a business associate, but if a covered entity develops its own apps and then those apps are used to send, transmit, receive patient electronic PHI, and then there's a breach, is it the covered entity who's responsible under HIPAA? And if so, what steps should the covered entities be taking in terms of developing their apps to ensure that they're secure and compliant with HIPAA in case there is a breach? So, yes, absolutely. If the covered entity develops the app and maintains the information, we're talking about, you know, there could be apps that the covered entity just puts out in the wild and doesn't have access to the information. But if the covered entity develops the app and is handling PHI through the app, then that's certainly going to fall under HIPAA. And the covered entity is going to want to comply with the security rule. And so include the app or protected health information related to the app in its risk analysis and its risk management plan. You know, make sure that there's appropriate safeguards in place. And of course, also comply with just general information security best practices with respect to software development. So make sure that security is baked in to the app from the start, that the coding is properly checked for potential security vulnerabilities, and that you know even after it's been developed that the app is properly maintained, it's appropriately patched as new vulnerabilities become identified. So now, Adam, in terms of improving interoperability of health IT and EHRs, there has been a push by the federal regulators for vendors and covered entities to embrace APIs, as you mentioned earlier. And that includes the the FAST Healthcare Interoperability Resources, or FIRE, open source API. If a covered entity or a vendor uses FIRE or some other open source API to help facilitate the exchange of health information between applications, but then there is a breach of PHI due to a vulnerability in the actual open source API, then who's liable? It's a good question. I would say until the information is received on the other end, there's at least an argument that the covered entity that is transmitting the information remains responsible. And use of an API is not an absolute defense. It certainly helps to be able to show that you are using an API that is recognized and promoted by the industry and by ONC regulations and such. But if you were to, for example, find discover a security 
vulnerability in the API and not take action, that still potentially falls on you, the covered entity in this case. So the API is certainly, you know, the fire standards are certainly built with security in mind, but covered entities should still include these transmissions as part of their risk analysis and take steps to make sure that that their their integration with the API is being done securely and they don't become aware of any vulnerabilities with the API standards. And finally, Adam, what should patients know if they want to receive or transmit their health data via an app to or from a covered entity? What should they be aware of? Patients should understand that some apps, if they're offered by the covered entity, may be subject to HIPAA, but that more likely the apps are not going to be subject to HIPAA. They will be subject to other laws like the FTC, but it just places a a greater responsibility on the patient to become familiar with the privacy policies for the app and to make sure that they feel comfortable that the app has good security in place, which unfortunately easier said than done. Patients are usually not in a position to be able to look at what the potential vulnerabilities are with an app. They really are just relying on apps to act fairly by having reasonable security and that regulators like the FTC would take action if they don't. Now, that being said, there's oftentimes a shared security responsibility where it may fall to the patient to have their phone appropriately secured if it's going to have information on it. They shouldn't exclusively rely on the security of the app. They should also make sure that they are practicing sound information security practices like choosing strong passwords and you know having their phone with appropriate locking, like password protection on it. Thanks, Adam. I've been speaking to attorney Adam Green. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.